You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. West Welcome to Wise Guys. These guys know sports on this Monday, July the 20th with my co-host, Mr. Clarence Dixon. What's up, Clarence? Uh, happy Monday. How you doing, Trey? Happy Monday, man. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, man. Everybody remember, go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. We live here on the Worldwide Sports Network. Clarence, give me some details, bro. How was the weekend before we get into the sports? How was your weekend? It was it wasn't good, honestly. It wasn't good. Things has uh, went went left, and I'm just trying to just trying to decide on some few things, though. But but overall, I got I got some good sleep. I did some yoga. I did some yoga for the first time. So I'm trying to uh, yeah, I'm trying to get real active now with the uh, working out session. Now I'm supposed to be going tonight at eleven. So hopefully I get the dose still. That'd be cool, man. Hey, Clarence, let me ask you a question before we get into our show today. Because everybody knows we are local here in Cincinnati, right? So did you hear about what happened at Coney Island on Saturday, man? Dude, (laughs) oh my God. Did you hear about what happened when Boosie showed up and then they didn't have the pool party like they were supposed to have? Yeah, but uh, I know the I know the guys personal, but shout out to uh the 160 promotion team, man, that they brought in Boosie and uh Basically sold a lot of tickets. Shout out to the 160 uh, promotion team, man. They did they did their thing, but that was crazy that when Boosie got here, it it, it didn't last long, man. I was chaos, man. It was yeah. chaos. The idea was nice, but the execution it didn't happen. Like it just didn't happen. I wasn't there, but I'm just get telling you what I've heard from people that was there or tried to get in and so forth. But it was a mess. It was a mess, yeah. man. Yeah, but and, and then, yeah, yeah. But we got an action jam packed show. Are the Portland Trailblazers poised for a playoff run? Mellow is now skinny mellow. He went from hoodie mellow to, to, to skinny mellow now. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson. Would Deshaun Watson have similar or equivalent accomplishments as Patrick Mahomes if he was the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs? This is based off my status that I put on Facebook last week. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on the show as well. And also we're going to talk about Tyreek Hill. Is he a top five receiver in the NFL? Me and Clarence get your opinion on that. But first, we got to start off in the National Football League, as this morning, several notable players, they tweeted their desire to play this upcoming season, but they want the health and safety protocols finalized from the NFL. These players include Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, J.J. Watt. These are some of the players that spoke up and said they want to play this year, but they also are caring about the health and the safety protocols from the NFL. And all NFL players are expected to report to their respective training camps by July 28th. So as we open up the show today, Clarence, the first question here is, should the players report to camp despite the NFL not having a clear plan? Me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want the NFL players to report into training camp without no uh, assessed plan for this Corona-19. But, you know, we got news today that the, uh, the NFL to agree to daily test all the all the NFL players, so that's the start right there. But if they didn't agree to this, they came test, out today. Yeah, it came out today. It came out today. But before it came out, if they didn't agree to that daily testing, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell none of them players to go back because it's you're risking you're risking your health and you putting your family at risk because you're going out to go see these other guys you ain't seen in a long time. Practice with them, get a physical, and then you going back home to the family and you putting your family at a risk because you've been around these people. And around this facility, so it probably yeah. it, it probably it sounds like a high risk, high reward type of situation. But player safety is so important than playing a football game, in my opinion, because I feel like you need the players to play the game. And if these players are not healthy enough to even play the game, then you should not even have no training camp until you agree to like these daily testings that they did for today. So I truly be- like I believe that they shouldn't shouldn't go back if they didn't have no uh 
no plan. But now they, they sort of kind of got a plan, but I'm still a little iffy on there because how, how many times do they got to get tested throughout the day? Because, you know, all the rookies go back to training, go to, go to training camp tomorrow. My, you know, my favorite Joe Burrow, he's going to the training, going to training camp tomorrow. So you, you want to question, like, how, how would this affect them, like, when, when they, like, out there getting a test or practicing, how would it affect their family? So that would be one of the biggest questions at that. But my answer, nah, man, I don't think, I don't think they should report to camp if they don't have, like, a clear plan. I agree with you. I don't think they should record a camp either if there's not a clear cut plan. But now that this news has came about out today about the NFL now going to give daily coronavirus tests, I think that's a step in the right direction because the NFL, they don't want to spend no money. And if you have daily tests, that costs money. They don't want to spend no money. Also, it was reports that the NFL owners, they want preseason games as well. The players, they don't want to play no preseason games. They could care less about it. But we know why the NFL owners want preseason games. Why? Because they want to sell tickets. They want to make money. It's yep. all about money for the NFL. Make no mistake about it. That's what's being affected here. That's their bottom line. And so I agree with you that if I was a player, like like Sierra, like, like Russell Wilson, he tweeted out about Sierra being pregnant. Think about the risk that Russell Wilson is taking going to the facility every day, not knowing if he contracts the disease, takes it back home. That's, these are things that you got to think about when you are an NFL player. You're putting not only yourself at risk, your family, your kids, your wife, you know, your mom, your dad, people that's older in your life. And we know people who are older, they have been affected by the coronavirus at a significant worse rate than even the younger people. But I agree with you. I think the NFL has to come up with a clear-cut plan. And I want to give a lot of credit to Adam Silver, commissioner for the NBA. I know we're talking about NFL, but I want to give some credit to Adam Silver because Adam Silver, he came up with a clear-cut plan for the NBA bubble and the players to return. We'll see if it works. We know some players may, are going to get the disease. We're not sure if they're going to be able to complete the NBA restart once they come back later on in July. But at least Adam Silver has a plan in place. And we can at least say afterwards, Adam Silver did his part. I'm looking at Roger Goodell and these other NFL owners to come up with a clear-cut plan for these players to feel as safe as possible when they return back to training camp later on in July. Yeah, I definitely agree with you right there. Like. And then and they got another news in today that the player they uh the players and owners are basically basically voting for and they don't have no preseason. Now, I don't agree with that. These players like they should they shouldn't have a pre any preseason game. I think they should at least have one because at the end of the day, you evaluating these other players that's trying to make the team, someone that's trying to fight for their job. And, and that one preseason game, they got one, they only got one game to show that they're willing to make the team. So it would be it would be so difficult enough for them to not have no preseason games. Like them not having no preseason games, it it, it doesn't make sense because you want to see these young players play. You want to see their potential in their first game. You want to see a lot of stuff. But we we have to definitely understand that player safety is important. Yeah. And if it means to not have no preseason game, Trey, why then don't have no preseason game because this pandemic is increasing each and every day. It's always high cases. Like in Cincinnati, our, our government, Mike DeWine, is stating that we're turning into Florida. And, you know, these players that's coming into the rookies that's coming in for tomorrow, we don't know if they might be tested with coronavirus or not. So that's going to be very important if these guys or if these guys or 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 healthy or not, man. So I think that plays a big part in it too. Do you think we're gonna have football week one of this upcoming season? I think we're gonna have we I think so. I think we're we're still gonna have some football though. It's just the simple fact that it's gonna be kind of difficult because you don't know if these players are in shape or these players ain't meet up with these players to work on these things. So it's been so difficult for these last few months to like these other players getting along with each other, working on the playbook together. So it's going to be very difficult. You might see a sloppy, a whole sloppy week one games, man. The games might be sloppy, Trey. I think yeah, it's still going to be. But, we'll, but at this point, we'll take it as sports fans. But I, I agree with you. I think we will have football come week one of the regular season because I think these NFL owners and Roger Goodell, they have the mentality by any means necessary. They want to get their money clearance. And they yeah. and, I know it's, and I know it's bad, but if, they, if, if, if them having their money and them being able to keep having their revenue 
if that's gonna if that it keeps happening and they want to continue to have their revenue and it sacrifices some players' health here and there, guess what? Those NFL owners are gonna do it. That's what they want. They're not gonna sacrifice their quality of life for for for, for a few people that comes around, comes down with the coronavirus. It's just not gonna happen. I think they're gonna have a by any means necessary approach to this situation. And I think we're gonna have football week one because they want to get paid. They want to get paid and they care about their money. That's the most important thing to these NFL owners. Their bottom line, if their bottom line is affected, they're going to do anything they can to change that. And I think that's why you're seeing them want to still have these preseason games. See, I disagree with you. I don't think we need that preseason. I don't watch the preseason no why anyway. I don't care less about the preseason. I think if you want to try to do whatever you can to try to control the environment and, the le- and as many players as less as possible coming down with the coronavirus, you got to cancel these preseason games and get to the games that matter. That's where we at with this. That's why I, I, I had no problem with them canceling the Hall of Fame game. I think the Hall of Fame game this year was the Cowboys and the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. I could be yeah. wrong, but I think it was. Yeah, you right. I had no problem with them canceling that game because at the end of the day, that game doesn't really matter. I, I A lot of times, Clarence, to be honest, in years past, I forgot about the damn Hall of Fame game. And I said, damn, the Hall of Fame game was on last night? So what I'm saying is you want to get to the games that matter the most, and that's in the regular season. And I definitely believe? for sure believe that they're going to have a start to the season. I'm not sure if they're going to finish the season, but they'll definitely start the NFL season. Believe, but, believe it or not, but believe it or not, though, Trey, that Hall of Fame game will be considered as a preseason game. And that game is, pro- is for the young the young ones that's coming up on the team to prove themselves they, they can make the team. And them not having no preseason game, the only thing they got to show is training camp. You don't see no live action against no other opponents to see – what can they do with it? They cannot do. So them not having no preseason game is going to hurt the players that's fighting for a roster spot and that's fighting to be proven on their team. So I think that's going to hurt a lot. It's going to hurt a lot, Trey. It's going to hurt a lot. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying from that perspective. I, I I just think in a situation like this, because these are unforeseen circumstances and, we, and we're dealing at very odd times in our country right now, I think yeah. you can't – everybody's not going to be happy. You can't satisfy everybody. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's just the way it is. It's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. Like I told you, even with the NBA, Lord forbid, if one of these star players come down with the virus, like Kawhi or, or James Harden or Lord forbid LeBron, it's going to be unfortunate because we're not going to be able to, to, to evaluate the NBA playoffs and say this was the best team by far because we have other players that are of significance that are star players coming down with the virus and not being able to play. So, that's why I said it, it, it's, it's tough, but I think in, we need to have some sports because I think it's going to give us a chance to be able to have some 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 positivity and some bring some energy that we need in our country right now. So I'm for us having sports, but when it comes to these players' safety in the NFL, I, I'm with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, J.J. Watt, Drew Brees. I'm with them a thousand percent on this issue. The NFL and Roger Goodell need to come up with a clear-cut plan like the NBA did. And that way the players can say, okay, they did their part. Now let's do our part and let's look so, the results. So that leads us to our next question on the topic. Do you seriously think the NBA, the NFL need to make some type of arrangement like the NBA did with the bubble? I think that's going to be impossible. With the yeah. NFL, it's too many moving parts. You got players, yeah. coaches, you know, people on the training staff. It's too many moving parts. You got over 53 players on a roster. 22 players on the field every play. Like, it's going to be impossible to keep these players in a bubble. In the NBA, you only got the players that's on the team, and then you got the training staff and the coaching staff. These NFL players, it's, it's over 50 players on a roster. It's just going to be too hard, in my opinion, to keep the NFL in a bubble like the NBA. Like, it's going to be too hard. I think it's, going to, it's a tall task. It, it's going to be impossible, in my opinion, Clarence. Yeah, look, I'm going to just say this. When, if they squeeze it, squeeze the games down, take games away, you're taking away meaning, meaningless games like Thanksgiving, December games, hell, even Halloween games in October, November, December. There are more games that they use, you, you have to win to make a playoff run. And I think if, if the NFL took those games away, then this season won't even matter to some players because, because they because they be expected to play on these type of games and they want to – they want to prove that they're still in playoff contending or they just want to play. And, it, and it's going to hurt. And think about it. 
the NFL already taken 35% of their, their salaries. Patrick Mahomes' contract, they, they took 35% of that salary just for yeah. the moment looking covered for the Corona-19, I mean COVID-19. If you turn the game into like an NFL bubble, just for example, NFL bubble, it's going to be more difficult than what the NBA, than the NBA, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, you have more, you have more contracts. You have a lot of contracts that you have to deal with and you will definitely have to figure out like, how would you manage them contracts in this short, in a short time span? And I think that was, that's going to turn into a problem. Players wanted to opt out and don't play in the season. I just think it's going to turn into a big controversial argument or something, something crazy that something new is going to happen and breaking news. We just going to be ready to prepare for it, Trey. It's yeah. going to be crazy. Everybody remember going to follow Wise Guys on Twitter at Wise Guys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram with these guys know sports. What we got next, Clarence? Go ahead. Yes, sir, man. Now we moving on. Transition to some basketball. Whoop. Oh, you see that jump shot, Trey? So it's look. It's broke. It's broke. Oh, God. <laughs> remember what happened in the gym last time. So remember, okay, the 2019 and 20 awards will be voted and completed before the July 30th NBA restart. So, which which players should be the M, the uh, NBA MVP for this season? Well, give me a drum roll, Clarence. Give me a drum roll, man. Give me a drum roll, please. NBA MVP this season is Mr. LeBron James. Oh, MVP again. Ah, come on. Yes, man. seventeen years in the NBA. LeBron James also is a three-time NBA champion. Three-time NBA Finals MVP, Mr. LeBron James himself, sir, is your NBA MVP. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you why LeBron James is the NBA MVP this year. We look at LeBron James in the Western Conference. He has the Lakers right now currently first in the West with a 49-14 and 14 record. Mm-hmm. And his this year, these are LeBron James' statistical numbers. He's averaging 26 points per game on 50% shooting from the floor, eight rebounds per game, and 11 assists per game. LeBron James himself is a system, Clarence. And I remember, before we had the NBA shutdown, I remember a weekend series where Giannis and the Bucks strolled into L.A. and they strolled into Staples Center. And LeBron James, he he, he, he balled out on Giannis on that Friday night at Staples Center. Remember. You remember that? You remember, I remember that? I remember that too. And then I also remember that following Sunday, exactly 48 hours later, maybe not even 48 hours, Kawhi Leonard in a series right across the hallway against LeBron James in that game. What did LeBron do? He balled out against Kawhi Leonard in that matchup. LeBron James was making a run for NBA MVP honors before the NBA shut down. I believe LeBron James is an NBA MVP, and I believe if you take LeBron James off the Lakers, because the Lakers are not a playoff team. Now, let's get to the reverse, because a lot of people think Giannis is the NBA MVP. Let me tell you why Giannis is not the NBA MVP. When I look at the Milwaukee Bucks, I do believe that Giannis is a great individual player, and he, but he's very dominant. He's a dominant player. But just because you're a dominant player, that doesn't make you the most valuable player. When I look at Giannis and what he brings to the table, hold on now, Giannis is balling this year. And obviously he won NBA, NBA MVP last year, and I thought they robbed James Harden, but Giannis won MVP last year, so I'll give him his credit. But when you look at the Bucks, I give a lot of that credit for the Bucks' success also to Mike Budenholzer, the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Mike Budenholzer, in his career, he has a 273 and 219 coaching record, which he's won 55% of his games. And when he was in Atlanta, Clarence, he had the, the Atlanta Hawks and the playoffs three out of his five seasons being a head coach for the Atlanta Hawks. I believe when I look at the Milwaukee Bucks, I think Mike Budenholzer, with Giannis, that's what got the Bucks in the position that they're in, being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. If you take LeBron James off the Los Angeles Lakers, they're not even a playoff team, Clarence. They you will lie. They'll be competing. With that. Hold on, wait a minute. They'll be competing with that A spot with the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans. Without LeBron James, the Lakers would not be at the top of the Western Conference. Without Giannis, I think the Bucks would still be a top seven seed in the Eastern Conference. They would still be in the playoffs. Your, the floor is yours. Are you nuts? You must have drunk before you got on the show this morning. Do you? Okay. 
My MVP for the season, you already know it is. It's Giannis, the Greek freak. Let me tell you this. One, Giannis got a higher point point per game percentage than him. He rebounds more better than him. Only thing he doesn't he doesn't have more is assists. But he's very effective in the assist game, man. Come on, let me can't forget this. He's shooting a better field goal percentage from the floor than LeBron. 54, almost 55 percent. Let me tell you this, Trey. Let me tell you this. I got some pushback for that for that point right there, but I'm, I'm gonna let but, you go but ahead. Think, but listen, the Milwaukee Bucks—they're 53 and 12 in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been dominating, dominate. You hear me? Giannis has been dominating all 57 games that he's played and started. He's been the most dominant force in the NBA. I'm gonna say this. I don't know why you keep thinking you take LeBron James off that that Lakers team, they they're gonna fall like ridiculous. I'm gonna say this. It was a game that LeBron, LeBron, uh, they had 15, they had a 15 assist. LeBron was 10, had 10 of them 15 assists. You took that away, yeah, the passing with that. But blah, blah, blah. But, but think about it. The whole point is this. Giannis is the more, it's more proven. It was more proven this season to LeBron James because. More proven. Team, more proven than this season because he led his team on both ends of the floor. He's he's a he's basically a front runner for defensive player of the year. Then your guy Anthony Davis, then Anthony Davis, he's the front runner of the defensive player of the year right now, as we speaking right now. I think for Giannis though, he brings the tenacity to his team. He he helps the team plays through him. They he is basically the leader of the team. Now if you took Giannis off that team, I I, I, I bet my last penny they would not make the playoffs. They would not make the playoffs with Chris Middleton. They want to make the playoffs. They're not making no playoffs. Like, if they ever make the playoffs, the highest they probably go is seven. Just because. Okay, but they'll be a playoff team. If they're not a you, playoff team. So, without okay, Giannis. so you took LeBron James off the Lakers. Do you think the Lakers would be in the playoffs? Of course. How? It oh, would just. It would basically. It would basically be Anthony Davis. It would. It would basically be Anthony Davis, just like how he was with the New Orleans Pelicans. Is he considered another superstar? He's he's considered one of the best superstars in the league. In this but would they be championship? What I'm saying is, would they be championship contenders, legitimate championship contenders without LeBron James? No, they wouldn't even be playoff. They would they would be borderline playoff contenders. I think they'll be competing with Memphis, Portland, New Orleans. Yes, if, if you take no. LeBron, LeBron, what? Look at, no. look at okay. Ask Anthony Davis how his game. It's easier for him now because he has LeBron James. Leading the charge, Anthony he, Davis. He, yes, Anthony Davis has admitted that his game is much easier now for him to get into the flow of the offense and play because he has LeBron James leading the charge. When you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm not taking nothing away from Giannis. I think Giannis is a great player and he has tremendous upside. I want him to get better at shooting jump shots, but I, I I love Giannis. I think Giannis, you know, once he gets a championship on his resume, we can start talking about Giannis being in that NBA all-time greats conversation. Not there yet because he ain't won a championship. But I'm saying overall, when I look at Giannis, I thought last year, I didn't think Giannis deserved NBA MVP last year, Clarence. If I'm being quite frank with you, I thought James Harden should have won the NBA MVP. But that's just my opinion. This year, I think Mike Budenholzer deserves some of that credit for the Milwaukee Bucks. And also, defensively, you talked about Giannis being one of the best defensive players in the NBA. I agree with you. But let's not forget, Brooke Lopez is also a great defensive player for that Milwaukee Bucks team. So that's not like it's just all about Giannis. On the you mean Robert. Side. You mean Robert, man. Robert, Robert that's what I meant. Robert, Robert, that's what I meant. Robin Lopez, yeah. But let's not act like it's all Giannis. That's what I'm saying. I'm not taking nothing away from Giannis. I just think Mike Budenholzer is a great NBA coach. He comes from that San Antonio coaching tree with Greg Popovich. I think Budenholzer is one of the top coaches we have in the NBA. And I think he also is a part of the reason why the Milwaukee Bucks are at the top of the Eastern Conference and also a reason why they're legitimate championship contenders. It's not no. Giannis. Yes, it is, man. It's definitely because of Giannis, man. Giannis affects this team. Giannis makes this team better. Who you think brought out brought out Chris Middleton and turned turn into an all-star game, all-star player? So, so player. let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you not remember Eric Bledsoe? He was a scoring machine with the Phoenix Suns. He's on that Milwaukee Bucks team as well. Eric Bledsoe can create his own shot, can get to the rim, and create other opportunities for others. Eric Bledsoe is not no scrub. Eric Bledsoe is a baller. He can get his own shot. Eric Bledsoe yes. is good on the defensive side, but an offensive threat, he's okay. So he's let me ask you a question. On the Lakers, other than LeBron James, who 
other who, who else on that team is a legitimate playmaker? Rondo is out. Avery Bradley is out. Who else on that team is a playmaker? Who? Who can run the offense and create opportunities for others? LeBron James is a system. That's what I'm saying. Look, how can you say a player that's a system just in him in himself in his own play? Not be the NBA MVP. That's what I'm asking. How? Who else that team? Who else that team? He needs everything better. He needs LeBron James needs everything better around him. He needs things to click on both sides. He, do you do you honestly believe that he let some of these players play their game? He let them play their game. He he wants them to play his game. He wants them to play his game. Like you said, he is the system for Giannis. He makes players better around him. He make he brings out that fearless that that killer instinct around players like Chris Middleton. Ridiculous, believe it or not, he's a top ten player in the NBA. You know why? You know why? Because Giannis opened the door for him to the to score and to be to have that. Chris Middleton ain't no top ten player in the NBA. Chris Middleton no top ten player in the NBA. We just Look, said on last week's show he ain't top yeah, ten. Yes, but. If that's the Bleacher Report, they feel like he's a top 10 player. He's a top 10 player, which we know he's not a top 10 player. But for that Lakers team, that Lakers team is actually loaded. That Lakers team is that actually Lakers team, loaded. Oh, they're did loaded. you just say that Lakers team is loaded? Oh, my God. That Lakers bro. team is loaded, man. Did you just they're say the loaded. Lakers are loaded? They are loaded. They are so loaded oh with experienced players that won championship. Loaded 3 and D players. Loaded with big men. They're loaded with enough experience to go to the playoffs. They is without LeBron. Why do I? They is a they is a top five. A top why do five I have to talk basketball? Why do I have to talk basketball? So I'm gonna tell I'm gonna no, tell no, Jordan. No, I'm gonna tell Jordan. Me. I'm gonna tell Jordan to ban you from talking basketball. No, we can't no, talk basketball no more. You need to watch what you say, man. Talk about if one player is this one player. Did you just say the Lakers are loaded? The Lakers are loaded with experience, man. They got enough killer. Deion Waiters. If you was in front of me, I'd be throwing this water on you. <laughs> are you listening? <laughs> they are loaded. They are loaded. They are a team that's underrated. That's underrated. That's full of loaded scores, defenders, even even playmakers on that team, man. Let me ask you a question, okay? So you picked the Lakers to win a championship, right? Correct? Yeah, correct. So so you, you picked the Lakers to win a championship. But you've also agreed with me about the fact that the Clippers – are really a more deeper team than the Lakers, correct? But the Lakers are more experienced than the Clippers. So now you said experience, you said it loaded. When I hear loaded, I'm thinking that deep. I'm thinking like they got numbers and they got sh- superstars and power on their team. No. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking loaded. No, but they're, they're le- see, that now, you, now you're taking my words and twisting them up now. I'm just saying they're, they're loaded. They're loaded with, they're loaded with, uh, players that they have experience that go in deep into the playoffs. Don't say loaded. Say they loaded with. They got players that got experience, not loaded. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You, you, you can say it. You can make a difference, though, Trey. You can make a difference. Okay. Make now, a let me, now let's get to the, the next question on this topic. The next question all is: right. Do you think the NBA should change the MVP voting until the end of the playoffs, rather than doing it before the playoffs start? You think they should wait and do it at the end of the playoffs and after the champion is crowned? See, Trey, man, I think this will be a controversial, controversial thing, man. I think this will be crazy. It will get out enough. I, I truly believe you will see the top players play their hearts out for this MVP trophy, defensive player of the year. They go just prove to them, like, hey, I'm the MVP. Forget about this bubble. I'm going to show you that I'm the, I'm the real MVP. I think this, this it would, the competition will get intense. Every single eight games, every last of them eight games, them games will be intense. Them games will be so intense for the fact – your fans go like MVP, yelling MVP, but we already know who is the MVP. But I think they shouldn't change the MVP, the MVP vote until the end of the playoffs because you already, because this is a seasonal award. This is a seasonal award. And if you give them, and if you take away, take away like their success in the season, then, then, then that trophy won't mean nothing. That won't mean nothing. I agree with you. I don't think they should change the NBA MVP voting to the end of the playoffs. I think they should do it right at the end of the regular season before the playoffs. Yeah. It is, is it a seasonal award? So it's an NBA season award. So it should be just for the NBA season alone. But I will say this. I believe they should add a NBA playoff MVP award. I would love to see that because last year, Kawhi Leonard would have won the NBA playoff MVP award because last year in the playoffs, Kawhi Leonard balled out. He balled yeah. out leading the Toronto Raptors to the NBA championship and ultimately beating 
the Golden State Warriors. But Giannis won the MVP throughout the regular season last year. But guess who got exposed in the Eastern Conference Finals last year? Giannis. Back to Wild Leonard. And that's Double the Raptors defense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that's not that's Giannis won the NBA regular season MVP last year, but I think Kawhi Leonard would have been the NBA playoff MVP. So I think they should add an award as well to this. Like give it add an award, Adam Silver in the NBA, add an NBA MVP playoff award for wh- whichever player plays the best throughout the course of the NBA playoffs. So I, I I agree with you about the NBA regular season award and MVP being just a regular season award, but they should add another award as well. If you add another award to this playoffs, this has got to be the exception because of this this pandemic. Now, I don't think I don't see them adding like too much too many awards, but the the MV playoff MVP that that would be good enough. That'd be good enough, and I think that should that should get like break it down to like that should get breaking down to the two teams that's in the finals right now. And they're competing. You you win. The- you win the finals MVP plus the playoffs MVP. So I, I, I like that. I like that little idea. I really like that idea, Trey. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Everybody remember go follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore Wait. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. We live here on the Worldwide Sports Network on this Monday, July the 20th. Ladies and gentlemen, just so everyone knows, for fuel disclosure, Clarence just said the Los Angeles Lakers are loaded. Let's continue with the show. We got to move on. But he just said the Lakers are a loaded team. So y'all know. Yes. Yes. And yes. hope you save that. I hope everybody just say that, that comment, man. Lakers are a loaded team. Wow. Okay, let's move on to some NFL. Last week on Facebook, I made a post on Facebook clearance. <laughs> that I, <laughs> I made a post on Facebook. And I, and I, and I think I, I ruffled some feathers when I made that post clearance. And I said it in the post. I said it. I said, I'm going to say something I know most people might not agree with. And I said, quote, if Deshaun Watson had similar weapons and a support system, he would have similar accomplishments in his career as Patrick Mahomes overall. Let me say that quote again. This was from the great Trey Larkins. If Deshaun Watson had similar weapons and support system, he would have similar accomplishments in his career as Mahomes overall. That was my comment on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson on Facebook last week. It got drew a lot of comments, Clarence. You were on there on, on the comments as well. So do you agree or disagree? Mr. Larkins, I, I, I love you like a brother, man, like a big brother, matter of fact, man. But I respect. Respectfully disagree, man. I respectfully, respectfully disagree. though, respectfully. I respectfully disagree because I feel like, in my opinion, Mahomes is more of a game changer than Deshaun Watson. Like his presence to that Chiefs team, he elevated this team to the next level. Hell, we talking dynasty with this Chiefs team, Trey. We talking dynasty. And here, and listen to this: Houston, Texas, and the Kansas City Chiefs—they got some good coaches. Remember, you don't like Bill O'Brien, but I respect Bill O'Brien because he knows how to win in intriguing games. I can give you that. You see how he beat the Bengals two years straight with backup quarterbacks? Like, that was just coaching right there. That was just coaching right there and, and defensive game game plans right there. But that's going to lead to a whole other conversation. But I'm just saying this. Mahomes, in a three-year span, did more than Deshaun Watson in the three-year span. You know, Deshaun's first three years, torn ACL. He lost in the wild card game, and he lost in the divisional round to Pat Mahomes and blew a 24-point lead. So I feel like his talent literally got exposed right there because Mahomes showed him, hey, we are not giving up, and I'm the top dog of this game, man. And I, and I believe it. I believe Mahomes is, a, is, is better than Deshaun Watson, and I believe that he's more of a game changer than Deshaun Watson because what he brings to the table and what he brings to his team is excitement, arm talent, and leadership. Not saying Deshaun Watson don't have all those traits, but Mahomes it took it to a whole nother level, man. He took it to a whole nother level. Look, in three years, he got – he sat behind Alex Smith. He played one game. That was week 17. And, the, and Andy Reid fell in love with him ever since then. He won MVP in his first start. And this year, he just won a Super Bowl, Trey. Just won a Super Bowl. He's, he was a, he's a very – He's a very, very talented young man. He's a very talented young man. He's, he's gifted. For Deshaun Watson, I think he had he had a glimpse of that. But with the 2018, his rookie year, it, it derailed like some of his reputation because 
because you they it's like you they expose his injuries. Like like you said, he had injuries at Clemson, and they followed on to him in his rookie year. But Mahomes just ran off with with the talks, and he just dominated him. He's done more dominant than Deshaun Watson. Okay, I'm not here to basically question whether or not Patrick Mahomes is great. We know Patrick Mahomes is great. Patrick Mahomes in 28, yeah, in 2018, Patrick Mahomes won NFL MVP, led his team to the AFC Championship game, and if it wasn't for D. Ford being offsides, it's a good chance Patrick Mahomes would have been in the Super Bowl in his first year starting in the NFL. Then obviously last year he had an injury, missed a few games, came back, got the Kansas City Chiefs to the playoffs. Every game in the playoffs, the Kansas City Chiefs at one point they trailed, and Patrick Mahomes brought them back every single game. Patrick Mahomes obviously got a Super Bowl championship on his resume. Patrick Mahomes is a Super Bowl MVP. I'm not taking nothing away from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is great, but I'm gonna tell you something yeah. else right now, Mr. Nixon. I think Deshaun Watson is also great, and I'm going back even to college when Deshaun Watson was at the University of Clemson. Dabo. He said, in a quote, he said, Deshaun Watson is similar to Michael Jordan from the standpoint of he's talking about his intangibles. Deshaun Watson has the intangibles to make key plays when the game is on the line. I remember in the playoff game this year, going against the Buffalo Bills. You remember the game was close. It was an overtime. Yeah. I think it was an overtime. And the Texas had the ball. It was like third down. Somebody basically – they completely missed their assignment. They're blocking assignment. They whiffed on it. And the Buffalo Bills defender came right up the middle. And Deshaun Watson was supposed to be sacked for at least a seven-yard loss. Deshaun yeah. Watson somehow, some way, spins out clearance, gets the ball in the flat to his running back, and his running back goes down the field for at least 25, 30 yards, and the Houston Texans went on to win that game. And you know the rest of the story. What I'm saying is, when I look at Deshaun Watson as a player, since I've been watching Deshaun Watson, I've always felt like Deshaun Watson is a winner. He is a gamer, Clarence. And when he was at the University of Clemson, he went to back-to-back -back national championship games against Nick Saban. And guess what? One of those years, he beat Nick Saban. And in the one year that he lost, he played great in that game. And when he gets to the NFL, 2017, you were right, he got injured. 19 touchdowns, just eight interceptions. But 2018, he had 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions, over 4,000 passing yards on the season, led the Houston Texans to an AFC South title. Then last year, 26 touchdowns, just 12 interceptions, had over 3,000 passing yards, completed 67% of his passes. On his career, 71 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. And he's led the Houston Texans to the division title the last two years, in 2018 and 2019. When I look at what Patrick Mahomes has in Kansas City with the Hall of Fame coach and Andy Reid, a great supporting cast, and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. I believe that if Deshaun Watson had similar uh, supporting cast and a similar organization around him, I believe Deshaun Watson would put up equivalent, if not better numbers than Patrick Mahomes. I believe in Deshaun Watson as a player, and I think Deshaun Watson, before his career is over and done with. I think Deshaun Watson is going to add at least two Super Bowl championships on his resume. I believe in this dude. Oh, man. Well, if if he if he's in the AFC, the AFC with Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, those type of young quarterbacks, them guys are hungry. So it's going to be kind of a difficult task for Don't him. Don't bring up Joe Burrow. Don't bring up hey. Joe Burrow. Hey, stop it. Don't stop <laughs> You try to sneak that in there. You ain't slick. <laughs> but listen, though, Trey, man. Look, Deshaun, this leads to our next question. What What is Deshaun uh, ceiling as a quarterback? I, I truly, I honestly believe he's next up. I truly believe it. I truly believe he's so, he's talented. He's talented like with Lamar. He's talented like Lamar, Mahomes, and Russ, your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. I believe he yeah. he should he, he deserves to be in the talk. He deserves to be in the talks with them guys because he's very talented. He doesn't give up on plays, and he's a strong leadership. But here's the thing: he had the, he was playing with the best receiver in his in the league at at the time. So when they was when them two was clicking, man, it was just pure dominance. Like it was they were yeah. they were clicking both. It was pure dominance. And you know, unfortunately, Bill O'Brien traded trade away Nuke.
to the oh. Arizona Cardinals. So you took away his best weapon and brought in Brandon Cooks, which is it's still a good receiver. He's still a good receiver. But he has DeAndre five. Hopkins. <laughs> he's not DeAndre Hopkins, but he's, he's still top five in deep route yard. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. I, I, he's still good. but He can't say healthy, though. I think this year is going to prove is going to help Deshaun prove like if you are if you are an elite quarterback that everybody speak highly speak on you about then it needs to it needs to be shown it needs to be shown because elite quarterbacks make something out of something out of nothing man they make something out of nothing like Aaron Rodgers he carried that whole team all his career he made something he made nothing out of like something out of nothing man that's all I'm saying Deshaun Watson this is the perfect. This is the perfect scenario for him right now, just to prove I'm still a lead guy. You're up next for your big pay, and you just need a ball out for the season. But I think his symphony is, if he doesn't, this is a hard take. This is a hard take. I want you to listen to this. Yeah. If Patrick Mahomes is still winning Super Bowls or still in the AFC North, he need to take his talents to the NFC. Yeah, but you still got to face Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you don't got to face him in the AFC Championship. Well, see, that's the difference between between me and you. I think Deshaun Watson can beat Patrick Mahomes at some point. Listen, he Patrick Mahomes trailed Deshaun Watson twenty four nothing in the AFC Division round of the playoffs. Let's not yeah. act like Patrick Mahomes like completely dominated the entire playoffs. He didn't. He had some moments where so, he struggled. And let, and let's not forget Clarence. Let's not forget at one point in the Super Bowl that 49ers defense. They had shut Patrick Mahomes down until we, got to, until we got to about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes had got shut down for that Niners defense. They're the best defense in the NFL. I mean, it's the best defense in the NFL, so there ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, they completely destroyed Aaron Rodgers in my team, so I, I ain't nothing wrong with it. But let me say this real quick. When it comes to Deshaun Watson, I'm going to give you three quarterbacks who I believe will put up similar numbers as Patrick Mahomes if they were on the Kansas City Chiefs. You ready for this? I'm ready. Deshaun Watson. Okay. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. You just had to throw him in there. Yes, Aaron Rodgers, yes. And guess what? I got another one for you. Oh. Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, if they were in Kansas City and they had a Hall of Fame caliber coach and Andy Reid and they had a great play caller, and Eric Belimley. And then they also had the supporting cast, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Harry Hill. Like, if they had those pieces, I think those three quarterbacks could put up similar statistical numbers as Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why I left Lamar, the only reason I left Lamar out was because Lamar, he's not as good as a pocket passer as Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, or Deshaun Watson yet. He's not on that level yet as far as being a pure pocket passer. Wouldn't you agree with that? Lamar ain't there yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think, he's, not I think he's, he's, not, he's not good as a pocket passer as the team, the players you name, but he's a very underrated. He's a very underrated. underrated he's getting better. He getting better. But let, me, let me ask you this. Let me tell you this story. So remember the divisional round against the Texans and the Chiefs? They was up 24-9. I was texting my guy, Thaddeus. He's a huge Chiefs fan. Big shout out to Big Thad, man. Big Thad, man. Uh, I was texting him. Seven nothing. Seven nothing, Thaddeus. 14 nothing. 21 nothing. 24 so nothing. He texted, he texted me telling me, bro, they just got a hot, they just got a hot start. And we about to start heating up. I didn't believe it until they did that stupid play, that stupid fake punt. And Mahomes took it seven straight possession touchdown. And you know what happened? He was blowing my phone up. I told you, bro. Don't yeah, but you, but you know what though? That's why I told you. I think if Deshaun Watson was in a similar situation like Patrick Mahomes, he would do exactly what Patrick Mahomes has done in his career. But because Deshaun Watson got to work with the incompetent Bill O'Brien, yes, I said incompetent because anytime you trade a top five receiver in the NFL and you don't even get a first round draft pick, in my opinion, you're incompetent. I think Bill O'Brien is an incompetent general manager. Doesn't mean he can't coach, yeah. but I think he's an incompetent general manager but we're going to talk about this in our future shows i think Deshaun watson if he had similar weapons and a similar support system i believe he would have similar accomplishments as patrick mahomes everybody remember going to follow wise guys on twitter at wise guys underscore wait also on facebook wise guys and be sure to follow wise guys on instagram at these guys know sports let's shift back to some nba clearance carmelo anthony 
Skinny my favorite Mello. all-time, my favorite all-time player has a new nickname, Skinny Mellow. He's lost <laughs> weight to play. He's lost weight to play small forward during the NBA restart. Zach Collins and Nurkic both are returning to the lineup for the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers are currently three and a half games back of the Memphis Grizzlies for the eighth spot in the West. Can the Portland Trailblazers be a sleeper team in the Western Conference? They honestly can, but when I look at their eight-game bubble, the first four games is, is tough. Grizzlies, Celtics, Rocket, excuse me, Nuggets. So when I look at that, when I look at these first four games, I'm expecting Portland to give it a all against these teams, especially against these, especially against this Grizzly team because they hold the eight spot. So imagine them knocking, winning against the Grizzly. They knocked the Grizzlies out the eight spot, and I guess the Pelicans or the Timberwolves go move. I mean, not Pelicans, but the Pelicans and Trailblazers they're going to move up. But I think this team is this team is like like really a dark horse team. It all depends who they play in the first round. They play the same team like L.A., any L.A. team, they're, they're gone. But I think this team is not a sleeper team. I think this team not a sleeper team, Trey. When, and I think, I think that they're going to make some noise come playoff time if they make the playoffs because we know what Dame, Dame Dollar is capable of. And Melo, you can't doubt him in the playoffs because he's a good scorer in the playoffs. I give you that. He's a good scorer. But not good. He's great. <laughs> I'm gonna say he's good. Put some respect on. Put some respect on Melo's name, man. But Dame Dollar, Dame Dollar's a whole nother breed in the in the in the playoffs. So I think they're gonna make some lot of noise if they win these in these these eight games in this bubble, which I think is gonna be very tough in the first in the first four games because they're playing all playoff teams. They're playing all playoff teams that's in front of them, and one of the teams is a top team in the Eastern Conference. So you go be you go see can you put their can he, can Skinny Melo play better? Can Zach Collins and uh, Yerkes help on the defender and rebound the side? I don't think they're a sleeper team, but I definitely gonna make some noise if they make the playoffs. So, 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 so let me let me ask you a question. Do you believe they're gonna be in the A spot when, when after the season? Do you think they're gonna beat Memphis out for that A spot in the Western Conference? <sighs> believe it or not, man, I still got Memphis holding down this A spot, man. I love this John Morant kid. I really love this John Morant. Okay, kid. so 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 you don't even got Portland making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't got Portland making the playoffs. Wow, I disagree with you, man. I can't believe you disrespected Dame Dollar and CJ McCollum and, and Skinny Mellow now. Like, you can't disrespect the Portland Trailblazers. Listen, the Portland Trailblazers will make the playoffs, and I think Memphis and John Morant will be going home watching the rest of the playoffs with us. I think the Portland Trailblazers, <clears throat> excuse me, now they're going to be bringing back Zach Collins and Nurkic. I think they're, they're going to be key contributors to the Portland Trailblazers. I like Melo moving to the three because now it's going to give Melo a chance to, to, to have some players that he's, that's going to be defending him that can't keep up with his power. Like, Melo is strong in that, in that paint, and I'm telling you. Melo in that paint, when he gets you down that block, it, it, he can move you around. Melo going to get you buckets. We know what Dame Dollar is capable of in the playoffs. Dame Dollar could drop 60 points at any given moment in that's a playoff goes. game, Clarence. Any moment, it could happen. So be, be, be aware of that. We know C.J. McCollum, although I don't think he's better than Bradley Beal or Kyrie Irving, C.J. McCollum is a nice second piece on a playoff contender. Not a championship contender now, but a playoff contender. I think C.J. McCollum could get you 20 to 25 per game and help the Portland Trailblazers get That's into great. the playoffs. And if they get into the playoffs clearance, they're going to be playing against those Lakers in the first round. And Charles Barkley already said it on NBA on TNT last week. Go check it out, everybody. Charles Barkley said the Portland Trailblazers will beat the Lakers in the first round. So I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to say that just yet. But I will say the Portland Trailblazers will take the Los Angeles Lakers six games. If they steal one game, yes. If they steal one game, it's going seven. Because here's the thing. If, if, if the Portland Trailblazers would have made the playoffs and we didn't have the NBA shutdown, and it would have been the eight versus one against the Lakers, I think the Lakers would have probably beat the Trailblazers in, in four or five. But because we had the NBA shutdown clearance and things are going to be all over the place and there's nothing's going to be predictable, I think it's a chance that Dame Dollar and Melo and Whiteside can surprise some NBA fans and take the Lakers on a tough six-game series and possibly seven if they steal a game and Dame Dollar go off for 60. We'll go, we're going to see what happens, 
But I don't do not. I'm telling you right now, Clarence, do not. Do not disrespect the Trailblazers. Don't act like they're not a legitimate contender. Especially with, uh, it's so much, it's so many things and so many uncertainties, Clarence. This is the year where something very unpredictable will happen. Be aware of them Trailblazers. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I I, I outline that you said something very unpredictable is going to happen. Yes. Remember that. I just don't believe him, man. I just don't believe that, he, that they, they're going to make the playoffs because they've been losing early in the career and early in their in the season. And John Morant, he's 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 talented, man. I just believe that, man. But everybody go follow Wise Guys on uh, Facebook, on uh, Instagram. These guys know sports, Twitter. Wise Guys underscore eight. Hey, real quick, no- real quick. Now I want to say I want to say this. I I listen. I'm not taking nothing away from John Morant. John Morant has a promising future, and I love his upside and being a key component. For the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm not taking nothing from you, but I believe that if you put Portland going up against the Memphis Grizzlies for fighting for that eighth spot, I think the Portland Trailblazers will beat the Memphis Grizzlies out for that eighth spot. I think when you combine Melo with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, who can drop 60 at any moment, and you got Hassan Whiteside as a defensive rim protector, I think it can make things interesting in the Western Conference clearance. Not sure where Clarence went, but I'm going to continue here live on the Wise Guys Sports Show on the Worldwide Sports Network. We were talking about the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard. I think if the Lakers, when the Lakers get to the playoffs and they got to face Damian Lillard and Melo and CJ McCollum, they are going to be looking like, oh, LeBron going to feel like, man, it's going to be some energy expanded to put these boys out. You know what I'm saying? Like, One thing, ahead. though, I think about that, that playoffs, I, th- I truly believe. If Dame Dollar and them do make the playoffs, it's go it's go affect the Lakers more because they're playing against a young, a young, faster team than them, and it's gonna wear down LeBron. It's gonna wear down LeBron enough to him that he probably came, but he won't even play hundred percent in the next round or probably in the conference finals. So I think you, if you play a team like the Portland and the Grizzlies, they're gonna run you guys. They're gonna run them. They're gonna run them. See, but I agree with you, but I think I think LeBron rather play John Morant in the Grizzlies than Dame. And the Trailblazers, because I think he knows Melo got playoff experience. Dame Dollar got playoff experience. Terry Stotts, the head coach for the Portland Trailblazers, he got playoff experience as well. I think LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they rather play John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies than Dame Dollar in the Trailblazers, because they know the Portland Trailblazers, they're going to have to beat Dame Dollar. Okay, Dame ain't going to just roll over. He's been in the yeah. playoffs before. He's been there before. John Morant ain't never been in the playoffs, ain't you know, snip the playoffs at any point in his life because he's a rookie. So I think LeBron's rather play the Memphis Grizzlies than the Portland Trailblazers over. Either way it goes, they're going to run LeBron. They're going to try to run, move fast on him, move at a fast pace because they're younger and they got fresh legs. And him, he's in his year 17. And I don't think he's going to have the same type of tempo speed in the playoffs like he had a few years back, a years back, man. That's all I'm saying, man. We'll see what happens. Everybody remember going to follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. We are live here on the Worldwide Sports Network. We'll be back on Wednesday, 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. We'll talk about Tyreek Hill. Is he a top-five receiver? Also, we'll talk about Draymond Green being the best defensive player for the last decade. We'll talk about all that more on Wednesday's show on the Worldwide Sports Network. Clarence, have a good night, bro. These guys know sports. You're, you're, You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.